This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up, Wackerly? That was kind of a sedate introduction. Oh, really? I'm supposed to be sexy. <laughs> that was like my, uh, one of those DJs, like the midnight to 2 a.m. DJs that are like, Hello, the love doctor. Like that Barry White kind of deep Yeah, voice. they play R&B or something for lonely women eating ice cream. Yeah, I think uh, we're kind of we geared towards the morning zoo yeah. type of DJ. Well, I'm just trying to change it up. Do they still have those? I Speaking mean, I of didn't... which, uh, where's your goddamn slide whistle? Oh, I didn't do it now. <laughs> Hang on. No slide whistle this show? Uh-oh. <laughs> Marching to get that slide whistle. That was Foley. Yeah, Do, are, are late night DJs allowed to have the slide whistle? Are no, they allowed to have no. hijinks? No, it's way too uh, jarring for people who need to go to sleep to get up for their cubicle jobs. And plus, you know, Kenny G, you know, that kind of saxophone, was that alto sax? That's sexy. Slide whistle, not sexy. But who's the guy? I always get Kenny G confused with Michael Bolton because they have this, sort of the same white guy, long hair. Okay, you're thinking of Michael McDonald. No, Michael Bolton. Remember no, Michael him? Bolton was the singer. Of what? Of romantic love songs. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Romantic. Kenny G just played romantic love songs right. on his saxophone. But can you imagine if Kenny G played the sax and then Michael Bolton sang over the top and maybe did a duet with Michael McDonald? Dude, women would and die. And they would the die piano? from their orgasms. And uh, men would just Yeah, that be, wouldn't be good. Yeah. and We'd have to fuck their corpses for like, how, how long would that last? There's no way we could compete. <laughs> About a week. There's no way we could even compete. Even the most yep. alpha male out there could not compete against that type of uh, romantic music combination, song, music. Mm-hmm. If all the women on earth died instantaneously, how – this is a thought experiment. How long would you go around fucking corpses be- before it came too disgusting? So if all the women – They drop dead. Right, where they stand right now. Well, then... That's it. I mean, you're not going to fuck a vagina ever. Well, a living vagina ever again, but now there's all these women's bodies laying around. I would invest in the real doll. Mm -hmm. I'd either invest in the real doll company or that robot, that sexy robot. I'd invest in a walk-in freezer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good idea. There's a thought experiment for everybody. That sexy robot guy would be wealthy beyond his dreams. I know. He'd He'd be making bank. You know, I'm surprised... It'd actually sexy... be good for the economy because the production of sex robots, which is ramp up in the industrial sector of all countries across the earth, would be booming. 
Yeah, no, it would be a huge, yeah, it'd be a huge uh, boost for the economy. So a new industry, sex robot industry. So the way to get us out of this recession is to just murder all the women. I think we've made that clear. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know if uh, did Obama talk about that in the State of the Union, or, or is that uh, just one of the secret plans? That I no wrote really him an email. <laughs> And I haven't heard back so, from him yet. So I'm surprised with all the buzz that went on just recently about the sex robot and the guy that created the sex robot and all the uh, media attention he's been receiving. I'm surprised he didn't try to run an ad during the Super Bowl. I don't think that re- sex robot is ready for prime time. Mass production? No no pun intended. Yeah, it's not ready for but, – but seriously, you got to – I mean Steve Jobs did this whole – to do about the iPad, and that thing's not ready to be uh, on the market yet either. So yeah, you're right. Why didn't the sex robot guy? Yeah, I mean, get even just to to, to uh, drum up awareness. But maybe he will. Well, speaking of which, the Super Bowl's coming up uh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, you know, as usual. It's, you know, it's funny because I was talking to Sleazy E about it, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't couldn't care less about the Super Bowl." And I was like, "You know, dude, you live in this country. You've lived here 20 years. You don't even have an accent anymore." Yeah, you gotta care about the Super Bowl, even if you don't like football. It's the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You don't have to watch it just for football. You watch it for the, you know, to, to, to see the halftime show. The who? The the halftime show. Who? And you know, but in the middle between, uh, <laughs> I'm not even going on with this. <laughs> but the who were playing is, you know, the, the Prince played. Uh, Prince played recently. Uh, the Stones played a few years back. Sir uh, Paul you, McCartney. Sir Paul played. But you watch it for, you know, the commercials. There's so there's so many different facets to the Super Bowl. Really? Because I I watch it to eat massive amounts of food and drink massive amounts and of some alcohol. Beer. And, and one on more reason to go to a Super Bowl party. Some chick at work I was talking to tried to schedule a meeting on Monday morning. I was like, no. Did you slap her? Uh, through the phone. <laughs> My hand reached through the phone and slapped the bagel out of her mouth. You say to her, you know what? If you died, I'd only fuck your corpse for four days. Right. Then you'd and be I'd right kick out. You, kick you to the curb. You would have no, you would not be welcome in my walk in freezer. So, Wacker, are you having a Super Bowl party this year? Dude, fuck off. I'm not bringing it up. I'm that not joke, bringing it up. That joke has gotten old. <laughs> I'm and not, no, I'm not. I'm not alluding to the Super Bowl failure parties of years past that you've Of one year. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that was a very crucial Super Bowl party. It was a Super Bowl. It, it was for great. The ages. <laughs> I'm I'm actually upset because I got to go to Detroit, go hang out with my dad. So it's like my Super Bowl party is going to consist of my dad and maybe like two of his like senior citizen friends. Lemon oh, party of four. Lemon lemon party of four going on in Detroit. That's going to be sweet. A lemon Super Bowl party, not fun. But I mean, are you going to actually go to a legitimate hey, Super Bowl party? When, uh, life gives you lemons. <laughs> Get lemonades. Yeah. <laughs> I should make lemonades out of it. Uh-huh. But no, if I was here, you know, there's a, you know, sundry Super Bowl parties to attend. Really? Go get make a drunken ass your, of yourself. I only know about your sisters. My sister's throwing a big one. I would, t- I would definitely go to her house for it. Yeah. But the main thing, the main reason, one of the main reasons, obviously I want to see the football game. It's going to be a good one this year. The should Saints, be. the Saints versus the Colts. But this year... The Super Bowl's fraught with controversy because of the uh, the ads. I can't remember this level of controversy until this year. Well, there's always some kind of controversy. I mean, what right. was that? Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, that was nip- an, Nipplegate. That was an after-controversy. This is pre-controversy. Yeah, this is pre-controversy. This is, this is a controversy concerning the advertising spots being played during the Super Bowl. Yes. Which These spots are like multi-million dollar spots for like 30-second ads. 
Right, but I think you get a lot of bang for your buck. Well, they're coveted. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the what the most widely watched televised event. Yeah, the eyeballs per dollar spent is probably a pretty good ratio. So there's been a lot of news recently about the ads that CBS has rejected for uh, for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now we're going to discuss some of these ads, but the main the thing is the the point I want to get across here is. I feel, and, and we, we, we just discussed this just uh, momentarily, um, I feel that the, the Super Bowl is not about politics. The Super Bowl is not about issues. The Super Bowl is about getting drunk and stuffing yourself full of, like, I carbohydrates. Agree. I agree with everything nacho you're chips. saying. Yeah, you agree. know, it's not about issues. So a lot of these recently, because it's a widely watched televised event, groups such as PETA, MoveOn.org, mm-hmm. are trying to, uh, you know, submit these commercials that do get rejected, yeah. And uh, because uh, CBS is saying that, you know, it's like it's it's not about we don't want to promote ads uh, with an agenda. That's true. And I completely agree with that. Except they let one through their armor. This and year. now that that's now here's the controversy. So a couple of the ads that have been denied. This one's my favorite because I actually did not even know about this site, even though um, I, I don't think I, I qualify as a candidate. But if you heard of the website AshleyMadison.com. Get your lovers here. <laughs> it's it's a site about that. They match married people looking to have affairs. Yeah, I've heard. <clears> of that. I'm not married, so I don't. I think they advertise on Stern. They do all the time. That's I think, like I yeah. know the jingle. So uh, is that what they get your lovers here? Is that the jingle? Ashley Madison? Get your lovers here. <laughs> Ashley Madison? Get your lovers here. <laughs> Ashley Madison? Get your lovers here. <laughs> so how does that site work? You you go on there, you fill out a profile, and then they just find a slut. No, dude. <laughs> they find it slow the guys you? and the girls are both uh, married. So it's that like mutually assured destruction uh, method of cheating on your wife with, with another woman who's cheating on her husband. So you know neither of you is going to fuck. Yeah, but you don't anybody. think there's gold diggers on there just kind of searching, foraging for a millionaire guy, that millionaire husband? To ambush him? Blackmail? I mean, it costs money to register. It's not just free like Craigslist. I mean, women go on, can go on Craigslist and find that okay, kind of well, thing, right? is it for free. Okay, well, is it people from, like, you know, every economic strata? Or is it just kind of like, okay, well, we only want, you know, people making over six figures? Uh, I don't think they restrict it, but I'm, I'm sure there's a target demographic. I mean, people who live in trailer parks aren't signing, <laughs> paying $35. They're just like, I'm going to go next door and fuck Sheila. Bye, <laughs> Betty. Well, fuck you! If you fuck her, don't come back here tonight. Apparently, CBS rejected uh, the AshleyMadison.com ad. And uh, Noel Biederman, the CEO here, said that his ad was eventually Biederman. rejected and was specifically told that the company wouldn't be allowed to advertise in any NFL game program until the end of time. Really? That's a long time. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they um, don't like AshleyMadison.com or any website promoting infidelity during the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's not good. Well, Biederman thinks his inability to advertise is hypocritical on the NFL's part. He finds the, reje- the rejection fee ridiculous, given that a huge percentage of the NFL's marketing content is for products like alcohol, <sighs> which they sell in their stadiums, promote over the air. It's a product that literally kills tens of thousands of people each year. Yes. So if the NFL is worried about legislating behavior and regulating what their audience should be exposed to, well, then it should start banning alcohol advertising. Yeah, yeah. That's a great argument. This guy's like a fucking <laughs> master logician. You know, wouldn't it be so refreshing if he was just like, yeah, I didn't think they'd accept it. <laughs> you know, 
Uh, you know, I never thought it would work, but it was worth a shot, and now everybody's writing articles about my ad, so good enough. Exactly. I mean, he, he gets he gets the publicity that he wants anyways for free. Right. I, I don't but he's got to be a douche and make some bullshit point that everybody can see through. It's like, well, if they're not going to advertise alcohol, they advertise salty snacks, and that gives people a high blood pressure, so you got to take those off, too. Well, so the, the ads that I think fare the best during the Super Bowl, the funny ads. And, and beer commercials are the best. The beer yeah. commercials define the the advertising spots, the commercial breaks during the NFL. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think those guys work all year on those spots. Yeah, and it does have to be the ads for even products that are acceptable. They have to push like the bounds of decency a little bit. That's how they get your attention. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of it. But, I mean, the, the thing is with this, though, AshleyMadison.com, it's, I can understand why CBS – you know, would would uh, have reservations about running an ad like this. Plus, do, married dudes are watching the Super Bowl with their wives. Yeah, exactly. They're <laughs> like, at why the Super- do you want to make them so uncomfortable? The wives are serving the nachos. Yeah. You're starting to sweat, beads of sweat, and your like eyes are shifting around, and you're like, it's the jalapenos on the nachos, baby. <laughs> yeah, Ashley Madison, what? <laughs> I've never heard of that. Ashley who? Sweaty upper lip. <laughs> Ashley what now? Well, what in the hell? Speaking of making your audience uncomfortable, uh, CBS also rejected an ad from gay dating site mancrunch.com. <laughs> Telling the site that the ad is not within the network's broadcast standards for Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. So did, did you hear about this ad? Have you seen the ad? Have I seen the ad? No, have I've you, heard about it. Well, yeah. the ad's all over YouTube. I've seen a bunch of different sites. but Oh, you have seen it. it it's a funny ad. Yeah. And you've got to give it that. So it's a, Man Crunch is a gay dating site. Mm-hmm. And so in the ad, it's like two guys are sitting there watching uh, football game, and one guy's like, touchdown! And they're all like, you know, wearing their, they're all like two jock looking dudes wearing football jerseys. They got the jerseys on, yeah. And then they both reach for a potato chip at the same time, and their hands touch. Uh-huh. And then they just start making out. Oh, okay. And then it's like mancrunch.com, and they play like some song about that kissed a man. And then they show his, their buddy who's like eating a hot wing, and he's just kind of looking at him like, oh shit. <laughs> What's going on here? How many times did you watch this thing? I just saw it once. I was watching it today. <laughs> you have it like, uh, photographically imprinted on your mind. Well, dude, I mean... You know. Are you getting ready for the lemon party? What not to do? <laughs> so, I mean, the, the ad is funny. You know, and I, I don't see anything ethically wrong, morally wrong, with an with a internet dating site for gay men. Right. But is this really... I mean, was this ad really designed to get a lot of new customers? Are a lot of gay guys watching the Super Bowl? And yes, I know, some are, but are a lot... If you no. ask, and this is and this is, this is why I have an issue with this ad. It's a publicity stunt, right? They're just trying to cause controversy for controversies. So. I mean, did, do you really think this? First of all, I don't think a, an, an ad for AshleyMadison.com or an ad for ManCrunch.com should be ran during the NFL, during the uh, the Super Bowl. It could Super be Bowl ran, uh, you know, during the Tonight Show. I, I think definitely Tonight Show. I think it could be ran even, uh, you know, nine to ten the, after nine p.m. or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, just my main reason, and I, I know a lot of people brought this issue up. Not that I really have kids, but could you imagine being a dad? You're sitting there with your like eight year old and just being like, "Yeah, those well, those dudes are just making out because they're friends and." <laughs> why do you want to? Why do you want to keep alternative lifestyles from your child? <laughs> or I mean, could you imagine? No, but can you imagine if they wanted to put this ad on during SpongeBob? Exactly, it's ridiculous. But this is the same thing. I mean, tons of little kids are watching this. It's just not a, 
you know, that's not appropriate for kids. I just don't think. And and the the, the I NFL guess I would say is, any dating website isn't really. Appropriate I don't think for an eHarmony ad or Match. dot com ad should be ran during uh, you know, during the Super Bowl or Viagra for that matter. Yeah, it's, there's certain that. issues that I just don't think you need to broach during the NFL. It's yeah. just like let's just watch beer ads. And be like, yeah, one day you'll get to, uh, you know, look at girls with, uh, you know, fake tits and drink Miller Lite. But little kids love girls with big fake tits. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, but it's, it's, it's not confusing to them. No, I, I just don't think it is at that point. But the main, the main reason I take issue with this ad is it's a publicity stunt. They knew they were never going to be um, approved by CBS. Right. I mean, they knew it wasn't going to happen, but instead, they're going to drum up. Controversy, right? The buzz was Generate always going to be publicity. the buzz was always going to even if they was allowed on the controversy and the media buzz was going to be way bigger than the ad itself. And so, I'm you know, in the end, I think uh, their goal was reached. Probably. You know, I think uh, people were you know people they probably increased their traffic sevenfold. Do you have to put a down payment or some type of thing to like even even apply to have an ad on there? I think you have to prove that you have. You're able to pay, okay. like whether or not you have investors so, whatsoever. So you and I couldn't just go to CBS and be like, "Hey, we want to have an ad where." Hi, I'm Lance Wackley. By the way, I'm gonna shit in my uh, coworker here, D. Simon's mouth. And they're like, "No, you can't do that on the Super Bowl." And we go, "It's an outrage." <laughs> And then we get a bunch of free publicity because then we get written up on CNN and MSNBC as as the rejected podcast coprophilia podcast. Yeah, I was about to say wackily. I don't think coprophilia is within the network's broadcast standards for Super Bowl Sunday. Right, but now we during could, the Tonight Show, pro- especially when Jay Leno's hosting it, we could pro- you could eat feces all you want. Nobody's watching. <laughs> so the spokesperson here from Man Crunch, Alyssa Buchter, said. We're 100% serious. We had the money to pay for this ad. If the ad showed a man and woman kissing, it would have been accepted. You see ads for erectile dysfunction morning, noon, and night. It's discriminatory that they won't show this. Well, where, how do you feel about that, Where is she seeing Wackley? ED ads in the morning? Yeah, I know. What is she talking about? Like during SpongeBob? Yeah, no. You know, during Sesame Street, <laughs> an ED ad? She, she, she argues like my girlfriend argues. I think they're I think they're enjoying uh you know their their huge increase in traffic. I mean I mean you know they had a huge spike in traffic after this. A lot of people went and checked it out. I don't think gays look for sex on the internet a whole lot. <laughs> no, gay, gays never do. Why, why would gays ever need to go online? <laughs> Seriously, that's I think that defines gay dating. That, that, that's, it works for them. That's the thing. It doesn't work for heteros. No. At least not hetero males. Well, I think it works if you're paying for it if you're hetero. But gay dudes can just go online and get laid like within an hour. Which makes me wonder why you would pay for this man crunch service because you could just go on Craigslist and probably get you know an equally uh, stellar crop of hot cock. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know exactly how that works. So anyway, man crunch uh, was quite upset that they were uh, rejected, or at least they pretended to be quite upset. But um, but it. But the thing is, is I understand why Ashley Madison or Man Crunch. Uh, were rejected, and I also feel that this next ad should also have been rejected. But since it's not, CBS um, is definitely in the wrong here. So Are they being hypocritical? Completely Is this a chance for us to point out hypocrisy and puncture it? Dude, I want to give the middle finger to CBS in, in, the, in the face of this hypocrisy. So they have a policy of prohibiting ads that focus on a certain issue or carry an implicit endorsement. 
uh, for a side in a public a political debate. Issue. Yeah, political issue. And so, you know, they 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 deny uh, MoveOn.org. They deny uh, PETA. They deny PETA this year. Uh, they denied Man Crunch. Um, but yet they let they sent they're actually airing an anti-abortion ad starring uh, former University of Florida quarterback Tim uh, Tebow. Dude, it's called pro-life. <laughs> <laughs> they're running CBS is you know greenlit a pro-life ad from Focus on the Family. They paid three million dollars for this thirty-second spot, but yet they deny Man Crunch. Mm-hmm. Yet they deny AshleyMadison.com. Yeah, pure hypocrisy at its worst. I don't know. It almost makes me want to boycott the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah, right. <laughs> but no, I mean, seriously. Makes me want to go out and get an abortion. Just to prove <laughs> them wrong. But if you're going to allow pro-life ads, then uh, you, know, you should allow infidelity ads but, for you know, but, promoting infidelity. But we should sort of get into this. They, they found the secret strategy, right? This pro-life thing, focused on the family or whatever. Get a football player. I think that is the thing. Is fool- it's football related. The CBS ad people are kind of simple. You know, they have IQs of like 70. <laughs> so you distract them with the football player and they forget about their policy. Well, that's how, I think that's how they're trying to explain this hypocrisy. Because they're saying, well, you know, Tim Tebow is a Heisman winner and from this year. And, you know, he's doing a commercial and it's all about the fact that he lived. It's not really pro-life. It's just anti-abortion. Do we so do we think that CBS is really just secretly very a pro-life organization? I mean, why did they really do this? Well, okay. I think well this is the thing. It's uh, you know a lot of you know I I'm thinking that they did this just because of the you know the the connection to the football player. I think the okay. fact that he plays for University of Florida is a Heisman trophy winner. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people um you know obviously they're probably getting a lot of money from this from other organizations. Yeah. Other than got, I mean, there's got to the be family. some sort of... There's some kind of payola going under, on. Undercurrent of something or other. But they're catching flack for it. A lot of uh, sports writers are not pleased with this decision. Um, not, necessarily, not necessarily because they're pro-choice, but because they don't believe a football game is the appropriate venue to air an, a, a pro-life ad. Right, I Or agree. a pro-choice ad. I mean, and... Uh, I don't want to see that. Either of them. No, I don't want to see a MoveOn.org ad or a PETA ad. I don't want to be in my, a Super Bowl party where, like, two of the girls run out of the room crying because they just had abortions the day before. I would rather see a Man Crunch ad than a pro-life ad or a pro-choice ad. Um, but what if uh, – I was going to say if you're watching it with your dad, but that's not really appropriate. <laughs> what if you're watching it with and my dad? And we both reach for a potato chip at the same yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> see, my dad's going to get all weird and uncomfortable during the Man Crunch ad and – you don't know why? Because you guys don't sleep with a pillow in the middle. <laughs> it's a board. If you, it's if a you, board. If you had a pillow in the middle, yeah. like when you sleep, it's fine. It's too permeable. It's a board. <laughs> no, so, I, I don't think my dad would freak out. But I, I mean, like, like my grandpa or somebody. You know, I'm trying to think of like a, a very. If he saw like a man crunch ad, yeah, I, I think he would have been like. I think he would have been pleased if he saw the Ashley Madison ad. <laughs> been like, hey, hey, my hey, grandpa, hey. Yeah. young whippersnappers these days. But you know, there's a little bit of background here about this Tebow ad, and I think, I think this might be uh, part of CBS's rationale in running this ad mm-hmm. is because of the whole story that's attached to it. So not only is oh, it's uplifting. Is uh, yeah, not only is <laughs> Tebow a you know a celebrated football player. But there's a whole story, a whole background to the ad. So the script for the Tebow ad has Tebow and his mother describing a crisis in her pregnancy. 
So apparently his parents were missionaries back in like the late 80s and 87 in the mm. Philippines. Exclusively used that position. Yeah. So while in the Philippines, Tebow's mother, Pam, contracted an illness that ultimately left her in a coma <laughs> and severely, severely compromised her pregnancy with uh, Tim. This story brought to you by the Philippines Tourism Board. <laughs> So uh, she actually contracted amoebic dysentery and went into a coma shortly before the pregnancy. To facilitate her recovery, uh, she was given heavy-duty drugs. Doctors told her that the fetus was irreparably damaged. They diagnosed her with a placental abruption, a premature separation of the placenta from the uterine wall. Okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Rewind a little bit. So her dysentery put her into a coma. She shit herself into a coma. Because that's what dysentery does, right? You get massive yeah, diarrhea. Yeah, it's unstoppable diarrhea. Wow. She shits so that's much, another she went I, into a coma. That's another thing I don't want to think about while I'm watching the Super Bowl, <laughs> is the coma-inducing diarrhea I'm going to have the next day. And From plus, all the hot wings and greasy food and bad beer. Especially if you're pregnant. <laughs> You know, it just makes it even worse. I know. And plus, I mean, what about all the pregnant women that are watching the Super Bowl and it's just like, uh, okay. Yeah. And you then know? they're like, abruption. A placental I mean, that was my favorite Van Halen song, but now i got to worry about it happening in my (laughs) womb. So doctors predicted a stillbirth and recommended abortion, not only for – mainly for her well-being. It's because the first problem – one of the major issues from a placental abruption is the mother dies in pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And uh, quite often, it's not only the mother dies, but the fetus that you're trying to save dies dies with you. But a miracle happened here, apparently. A miracle happened here. A miracle in the Philippines. She decided to choose life. She decided that uh, – because she's pro-life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she ended up giving birth to a healthy baby boy who eventually went on to be a Heisman Trophy winner. So he was fully healthy right from the beginning. No problems. Um, you Not know, low birth weight or anything like that? Because he's a big dude now. I saw a picture of him. No, they said that uh, she gave birth to a healthy baby, and it was a miracle. And the mother quotes here, this amazing young man is able to share his many gifts because – or this is what the uh, the abortion or the anti-abortion group here says, because Pam Tebow said no to abortion and yes to life. That's part of the. <laughs> so ad really, here. what this ad is is recommending is not just pro-life. It's it's they're recommending to play the vaginal lottery. Well, exactly. It's like they're basically endorsing this: put your trust in God, say no to abortion. And you can end up with a Heisman Trophy winning son. A meal ticket son, by the way, because he's going to probably play for the NFL or something. Right? Or you can end up with a Faz baby, right. a retard child, dead, <laughs> or so, a chance so, to never become pregnant again. So the ch- I'm going to quote some bullshit made up statistics. Vagina lottery. But so the chances of, of having a healthy baby and you know having a fucked up baby or dying in childbirth are like 50-50, right? And then the chances of that healthy baby, which is already now one and two, going on to become a Heisman Trophy winning like superstar, we're talking like, it's like one oh, in a billion one now. In, yeah, <laughs> one in like a hundred thousand maybe. I guess this ad works though because, you know, who are the people that play the lottery? Stupid poor people. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's and and who are the who people, are the people that are religious in this country? Yeah, the people that are most likely to not get an abortion when they should. Stupid poor people. But it, Not that all poor people are stupid. I don't want to get to those calls. I'm saying stupid, comma, poor people. Well, what's interesting about it is kind of a fallacy here, though. It's like fallacious logic. So they're celebrating the if choice of life. If they would have practiced fallacious, they wouldn't have had this pregnancy. <laughs> 
But to celebrate the choice of life is to simultaneously celebrate the existence of a choice, mm, not to yeah. take it away. And that's sure. uh, pretty much what uh, the pro-life movement's all about, is removing your choices. That's true. I don't know. Fascists! No wonder there's so many retarded Christians out there. Yeah. I just have nothing to say about abortions because I don't have a vagina or a uterus. And that's exactly how it should be. If you have a <laughs> vagina or a uterus, well, then you can decide whether or not you can have an abortion. And well, I think, you, you can decide, I think that's the you can ad decide you should what run. to do with your vagina and uterus. That's, <laughs> because it's yours. Yeah. I, I think that's the way it should be. But, you know, seriously, you don't need ads like that in the Super Bowl. You don't need gay dating ads. You don't need straight dating ads. You yeah. don't need Vi- Viagra or Cialis ads during the Super Bowl. Yeah. You need fluff. Well, you, you need, need guff. Beer. You need beards. You need tits. And maybe a funny dog in a Hawaiian shirt. Or an ad for Snickers or something. Oh, yeah, a dog in a Hawaiian shirt. Because that, that's, that's what we want to watch. We're getting drunk. We're not, uh, we're not sitting here trying dude, to... Dude, can we tip one up for Spuds? All right. She, was a, good, she was a good dog. A damn fine animal. <laughs> that's Spuds. Well, people, I think the... Bit uh, of a lesbo herself, actually. Was uh, Spuds a lesbo? Well, she was a female. In every ad, she was like getting it on with all these big-titted bitches in bikinis. Yeah, God, that's almost like I'm. I'm surprised CBS. She was, in, she was in drag, though. I mean, she was playing a male dog, but well, in I'm, reality, I'm surprised CBS would condone bestiality, but yet um, disapprove of gay dating. Yeah, I don't know. Or, well, well, gay or marital gay infidelity. Bestia- gay, bestia- gay lesbian sapphic bestiality is fine. Yeah, right? based but, on what we know about Spuds McKenzie. But two men uh, meeting up on an internet dating site—that's too much. That's just against our broadcasting standards. Yeah. Well, people, enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. Don't get uh, too drunk. Definitely do not drink and drive. <clears throat> Definitely get too drunk, but yes, don't drink and drive. Yeah, don't drink and drive. Get, get really drunk. Don't drink and drive. And um, yeah, eat a lot of food. Go Saints! <laughs> they deserve it because of Katrina. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> people, this is episode 212 here, Sick and Wrong. A uh, quick recap of last week's show, episode 211. Uh, we did three listener stories. The first one was about a hamster hammer smash. Uh, the second story uh, was about a uh, dad who convinced his children to murder mommy with a baseball bat. And the third story was uh, about chav on chav torture. Mm-hmm. The worst kind of torture. Right. Youth. Youth chav torture. Youth. Chav youth. Well, that came in first. One episode 211 with 121 votes. Uh, listener... One story about the hamster sm- hammer smash came in second with 63, and uh, the uh, murder mommy of the baseball bat came in distant third with 36. So congratulations, Holly, I believe that's your name, that sent in the Chav on Chav torture story. You won episode 211. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works? Wacker and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. We present three stories here on the show. And uh, the winner gets a sick and wrong care package. The winner is determined by the audience's votes. And you can vote at sickandwrongpodcast.com. Uh, you can also send in your listener submissions at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, we did get some good ones, though, uh, for this week for episode 212. But before we start that, quick word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Uh, as you know, Wackerly, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Oh, I know. And we got an amazing offer from adamandeve.com. Um, they have uh, a, a special Valentine's Day offer uh-huh. here. So 50% off any item. Uh, go to adamandeve.com. You'll get over 18,000 adult entertainment products to choose from. Toys, lingerie, and plenty of DVDs. 
But with every order, you get a free romance kit. Yep, they have a, a romance kit. Oh, really? Well, you know, a lot of people are confused on how to romance your loved one. Most people. <laughs> Most people are. So that's why you turn to companies confused like... Confused and not really even that interested. Yeah. In, right, so so it's kind of cool that you can get a kit. Like, you can get kits to build cars. You know, you can get kits to um, most of those kits, build a shortwave radio. Most of those kits are about how to turn a shitty car into a facsimile of a cool car. So, you know. Uh, a romance kit does essentially yeah, the same thing. It takes your shitty relationship and sort of makes it seem like a good relationship for a couple of minutes. Or it takes your fat, hideously unattractive wife and makes her fuckable for about an hour. Slap some edible underwear on her. <laughs> so the and romance. Since you're also a big fat pig. You know, you're going totally at that edible strawberry flavored underwear like a like a machine. Yeah, I hope they include tequila in this romance kit. Uh, so the romance kit includes a toy for him, um, special massager for her, and a little something we know you'll both enjoy, like a gerbil. Plus a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. And that's not all. They'll throw in free shipping with your entire order. So go to adamandeve.com for the special Valentine's Day offer. Only good through February 14th. And uh, make sure you type in Diddle upon checkout. D-I-D-D-L-E. So, Wankley, I don't know if uh, I started last week's show. But why, don't, why don't you kick off episode 212 here with your story? Uh, Sure. <laughs> Heavy Metal Bill writes in, Who? wouldn't it, huh? Heavy Metal Bill? Yeah. <laughs> His name's Bill, and he likes heavy metal. That's a pretty cool, maybe maybe he's a welder. Unless this is a Heavy Metal Bill from all the rocking I've done, <laughs> I don't see a total here or anything, or anywhere to send the check, so. How many times do you listen I to Dio? <laughs> you owe $60 to the Heavy Metal Rocking Fund. No, I think this is... A guy uh, named Bill Heavy Metal who likes Bill. Heavy Metal. Heavy Metal William, if you want to call him that. I'm, Although he'll stab you in the face if you call him that. I wonder if Heavy Metal Bill still rocks the mullet. Yeah, he'll throw uh, an old style, a can of old style, a full <laughs> one right at your face. <laughs> he says, "Wouldn't it have been easier just to give the guy a gun?" You hmm. guys rule, Heavy Metal Bill. Heavy Metal Bill. He sent us a story about a guy named Jeffrey Locker. In his murder trial, he has been murdered. Uh, Jeffrey was a motivational speaker, which I know I don't know about you, but I always listen to guys named Jeffrey to tell me what to do with my life. You know, I Your don't because included. my brother shares the name Jeffrey, yeah. and I tend never to listen to him at all. You guys got some good advice about how to you know best to dip your balls in alcohol <laughs> and that sort of thing. Video games he's quite knowledgeable about. Yeah, I guess actually I'd take his recommendations when it comes to video games. Jeffrey Locker was fifty-two. He was found bound and stabbed to death in his car near an East Harlem public housing complex on July 16th. Hmm. Jeffrey's business was bringing spirituality into the business world. So like I said, he was a motivational speaker. And he'd been hired by numerous companies. I think a lot of people call themselves uh, you know, motivational speakers, but they're really just unemployed. But he actually had been hired quite a few times. Did you ever remember uh, Little Miss Sunshine? That guy was trying to peddle his emotion, his oh, yeah, uh, motivational yeah. speaking tapes and books. Yeah. yeah, there's that original Office episode with like the motivation. The team. Can building. anyone? I mean, anyone can be a motivational speaker. Uh, you really have to have a, a resume of people you've motivated. <laughs> yeah, this I guess guy been... motivated the shit out of him. He moved out of his mom's basement, and uh, now he lives in a van down by the river. But Motivated. You know, sick and wrong should start their own motivational speaking uh, uh, team. 
Uh, I like to sort of more depress people. That's yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Style. It's like we motivate people to like commit suicide or maybe murder <laughs> or just do it. Just motivate. Do it. <laughs> just dude, dude, you're worthless. Beat the shit out of their wife. You're never going to get laid. Yeah. Quit your job and just sort of sponge off the government. These are all just our. Do it. This is the way to live your life. You ever heard wrong. of meow meow? You know what's wrong? Why we can't do that? Because both of our teeth are too stained from coffee and tobacco. To be a oh, motivational yeah. speaker, you, you gotta have, to have really white, white teeth. teeth. Yeah, you do. And uh, we both fail on that front. And I feel like you know they have it's those, unfortunate. They have those tooth whitening procedures, but I feel like to whiten my teeth at this stage of the game, they would be like worn down to just little like tic tac shit. Just little, just Cause tiny like, little points. Because that's the part that's white <laughs> is way down there, right? They can grind it down to the root. Yeah, it just. But be I bet like you a Jeff over root. here must have had like shining white teeth. Yeah, and uh, so he, so like I said, he uh, he helped employers. Uh, he helped employers help their employees deal with workplace stress and frustration. So why would anyone ever want to kill this guy? He seems like a saint. Well, it becomes complicated, all right? <laughs> despite it always his, is. D- despite his success and motivationality, he was grappling with financial stress. And this is actually one of the most important, uh, not important, but interesting point- parts of the story to I'm me. I'm quite shocked. You'd figure most motivational speakers are well off. <laughs> It's one of those things. There's like a couple at the top, <laughs> the superstars, and then there's all the wannabes. And I think this guy might have been a bit of a wannabe. He uh, was involved in a little bit of a financial investment snafu. And he was ordered by the state uh, of Florida, I think, to give back to investors $121,000 in bogus profits he made in a $300 million Ponzi scheme. So... So he's kind of like a little, Fraud. very tiny cog in this big Ponzi scheme, right? One hundred twenty-one thousand out of three hundred million. Uh, but this is the interesting part to me: the Ponzi scheme was run by boy band impresario and notorious buggery artist Louis Pearl or Louis Louis Pearlman. Oh yeah, the guy that started in uh, Sync and all those bands and Backstreet, and Backstreet Boys. Boys. And you just wonder he what, buggered all those guys. Well, no, I'm, you know that would have come out if it was all of them, but you know a couple of them. Did you add Lance Buggery Bass, Artist? I mean, was, or was Buggery Artist included in that article? It's written on the paper in pen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I added it. But he is, though, right? No, it's no. Fair. I mean, why else would you start a boy band? Yeah. Unless you're into young boys. The guy's right. obviously a fat nonce. Yeah, he is a fat nonce. Um, I wrote something else that I can't read. Oh, he claimed that he was a duped investor. Yeah, he, he claims he, he, he was a victim of the Ponzi scheme as well. Um, his financial problems were on his mind when he approached uh, a man called uh, his last name is Minor Kenneth Minor on an East Harlem street and asked Kenneth Minor to kill him, offering his ATM card and credit card as payment. Because credit cards work so great when, like you know, it's like. The guy's name is Jeffrey Locker, or the white dude, and you're like a black kid from Harlem trying to use it to buy some groceries or alcohol. And not to mention, crackheads always carry credit card machines along with them, you know? Crack dealers, you mean. I know, except American Express, (laughs) MasterCard, and Visa. Hang on. Just sign this. That's your copy. (laughs) This is my copy. You need a receipt? <laughs> I get you another pen. That one, I, I, I smoke crack through that big pen. Doesn't work no more. The, the ink part is gone. So wait, this guy just went. The motivational speaker was just like, "All right, 
I want to kill myself. So I'm going to go to Harlem, find a black guy, give him my credit card, and yeah. motivate him to kill me. Right. Wow, he must have been a really, really good motivational good speaker. Good motivational speaker. Yeah. Well, well, not that good. I well, mean, he goes to the place with the most hopeless, <laughs> you know, distraught population. He's kind of, it's like shooting fish in a barrel, really. Yeah, but it works for, like, Pat Robertson. Yeah. Yeah, well, religion and motivational speaking are a little <laughs> hand bit Hand in hand. Oh, I guess they're kind of similar. Dude, religion's just one huge Ponzi scheme. <laughs> motivational. I lost my place. So what happened here? That dude... <laughs> oh, okay. So so it's kind of cheap, right? It gives him the ATM card. He claimed, well, at this point, Jeffrey Locker's a corpse. But uh, Kenneth Miner claims that Locker told him all he had was the ATM card and, and credit card because he'd asked another guy to kill him, and the other guy just took all his cash and ran away. <laughs> so he sort of failed to motivate that guy not to rob him and, and not you know, fulfill his duty. Wow. Uh, Locker went on to tell Miner like all his woes and all his problems, and Miner said that he started to feel bad for the guy. <laughs> Dude, I'm amazed that crackheads would lend that much of a listening ear. Yeah, it's like I've I've been over there. They usually come up, ask you for money. You say no, then they ask you for a cigarette. You say no, then they tell you to fuck off, and they usually kind of shuffle away. Mumble something about that you're like a dumb motherfucking honk. I've never been able to sit down with one and be like. Hold me. My parents don't love me. Especially when you just gave him your credit card, an ATM card. Like you yeah. think he'd be long gone a, a nanosecond later. But apparently but, he found an, but an you're not empathetic a mo- <laughs> uh, crackhead here. This is where the motivational speaking skill comes into play. It's kind of like hypnotism, right? You start, you get the cadence and blah blah blah. Yeah, I think you. Well, I think yeah. Once it you helps get if you don't routine. have a really nasally voice. That's sort of just grating, anyways. And just repellent. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyways, Miner started to feel bad for the guy. At Locker's direction, he tied the motivational speaker's hands behind his back with wire and got a knife out of Locker's glove compartment and held the blade while Locker repeatedly lunged into it. Oh, God. It's teamwork. <laughs> team yeah, building. no, they're, they're the working together exercise, here. Really? Well, it's kind of like that trust exercise. The you hold the knife, I fall back. Yeah, don't move the knife. <laughs> don't move the knife because I'll lose trust in you. Make sure it goes right into my chest. Um, Miner also tried to choke him with the wire, but it was old and kept breaking. I think a really good thing for this is phone cord. I think a really good the plastic sheath and the wire together make. I think a really good thing for this is gun. (laughs) Well, that's what the that's what heavy metal bill. I agree with heavy metal bill. I don't know if we're gonna get to the bottom of that question of life. I mean, maybe if a motivational speaker could help us get to that answer, it'd be uh, more helpful. But uh, he told him that after he kept breaking the cord, uh. Locker told Miner to to use the knife. He said, hold it against the steering wheel with the blade facing him. He did that, and he leaned toward the knife into the... Th- this is uh, Miner talking. Forward into the knife three to four times while I held it. He then told me to move the knife over to the other side where his heart is. We <laughs> start there. How many times did the guy stab himself? Or did he stab himself if the guy's holding three, the blade? Yeah, three or four times. So, But I mean, did... I don't know why he didn't just tie the knife securely to the steering column and just why do you got to bring a third party into this second party yeah i don't know why he didn't just like pull his car into a garage oh i guess he needed to be murdered oh yeah yeah did i say that this is about insurance it's yeah I think he's you taking out an it's, insurance it's, obviously I might, have lost, I might have forgot to mention that because i you know it's not really interesting to me but that's Markley, why this rambling narrative <laughs> it's my best storytelling approach i've ever used he moved the knife over and he leaned it forward into it a couple more times. So now, so did of, he succeed? 
Um, well, Miner says at that point, you know, he's now been stabbed in the chest. I can't really say himself because Miner's helping him, but he's been stabbed about six or seven times, right? Heavy blood loss. He must have been dying. Miner says at that point he was alive and breathing heavily. I got out of the car and threw the knife into a small Harlem child. No, I just made that up. (laughs) I think he should be not prosecuted for murder, but fraud because he's been paid for a service. And now he's shirking his duties and leaving before the job is really completely but did, done. But did the guy die? Yeah, he died. Okay, so he, <laughs> he did die in the, the car. He like seven times. So how did they find out that this was a you know, fraudulent scheme, that he was uh, doing this for insurance? Well, they caught the guy, and uh, you know it was made to look like a robbery, obviously, so his family could get the insurance money. Did Miner idiot- was later seen on videotapes withdrawing cash yeah, with, idiot. Lo- with Locker's exactly. ATM card, prosecutor said. He might be making up this thing that uh, Locker was still alive when he left, because he might think that that's going to get him off, You know that Locker died from his wounds but wasn't really murdered by Miner. And obviously, Miner told this story to cops and everything, and they were like, "What? A, you know, fuck, yeah. fuck off!" And shoved a baton up his ass, and you know, the New York City jail beat him. Um, back up. Um, and somehow, I still don't understand this. Um, evidence is mounting that Miner may have told nothing but the truth. They just say certain information has been discovered, which they haven't released, which is a little bit annoying for the story. But you know, like maybe they found that that the you know the, the you know they did the whole Dexter thing. They really like examined the angles of the knife wound, and it's not it's con- not consistent with Lock uh, Miner stabbing him. It's more consistent with like you know Locker leaning himself? leaning into the knife, right? Hmm. That's my theory. And obviously, he's got you know one of these Harlem lawyers, this uh, Miner guy. Like uh, Al Sharpton. <laughs> My client is being used by somebody who comes from the suburbs, and he goes into the ghetto and hires somebody to kill him. I, I do kind of find it funny that of all the places he could go, he has to choose Harlem because he's like, dude, a black guy is going to do this. But yeah, I would just so, roll. I would roll the windows way down and be like blasting John Denver and like in my you know pink polo shirt. <laughs> Hello, fellas, how you doing? Oh, you want? Where, how do I get back to the highway? Pull down this alley? Why, sure. You guys playing dice over there? I'm really good at dice. Here, wait, let me get the 40s. We'll all play dice. I'll bring out my calculator. It's a solar calculator. I like to calculate the odds as I'm, as I'm playing here. I bet a quarter. You guys say credit cards? I only have about $300 in cash. Yeah. Is that fine? So on the sick and wrong star scale, um, you got to admire his ingenuity. This is a creative way to, to uh, commit suicide. Really? I mean, you got to make it look like a murder. So. Do you think it was a murder, or do you think it was suicide? Suicide. Suicide? I, I believe, you know, I mean, the, why I'm would they... the why benefit would... of the doubt to Kenneth. Yeah, the article's coming out. They have some sort of evidence for that shit. Like I said, I think it's like, you know, whatever, stab wound the, analysis or something. I, I think that's probably the angle of the wound, the angle right. of the puncture wounds. Yeah, and there's probably blood in weird places in his car that couldn't have got there if, you know, Miner was actually attacking him. Well, I, hopefully it does come out to be a um, a suicide, but I think... <laughs> you mean hopefully Locker's wife and kids are destitute and don't get any money? <laughs> yeah, I hope but that too. The fact that he came up with this elaborate ruse with the, 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 the wire, I think I love that part. He's like motivating him to choke him with a wire. Yeah. That doesn't work. And he's motivating him to just hold the knife against the steering wheel and lunge, lunge, lunge. Yeah. Plan B, this, that's called. I'm giving it 4.5. I'm giving it 5 because because, you know... Lunging into a knife and then being like, could you move it over to where my heart is? I never learned my right from my left so well.
Oh, so the second story we got here for episode 212 came from Jim. Jim writes, never bring a blowjob to a knife fight. Hmm. It's cryptic, it's cryptic, but you'll understand the uh, meaning of this, okay. uh, of this aphorism in a, in a few moments here. She's 15. She works in a bar. She has no vagina. She's 15? One five. She works in a bar. She has no vagina. Can we say inbred? Uh, before you even start, I call foul on this because I just take it as a given that if I'm shit-faced in a bar, I'm allowed to hit on the waitress. Because she's, she's got to be 18. But now you're telling me she's 15? That's yeah, but fucked. there's a chance that her like uncle owns the bar or something. Okay, That happens in small he, towns. He would tell you. And this is in Nebraska. As soon as you started slapping her ass, the bartender would Would, would come over you know and uh, yeah, smash a beer bottle across her Probably, face. Probably, yeah. So... Uh, the case report here is the patient was a 15-year-old girl employed in a local bar. She was admitted to a hospital after a knife fight involving her, a former lover, and a new boyfriend. There's a love triangle going on here. Mm-hmm. Who stabbed whom was not quite clear, but all three participants in the small war were admitted with knife injuries. Whoa. So uh, everyone got stabbed in uh, this altercation. The girl had some minor lacerations of the left hand and a single stab wound in the upper abdomen. Under general anesthesia, a a laparotomy was performed through an upper midline abdominal incision to reveal two holes in the stomach. There's some medical jargon here that I'm sure I'm going to... I'm sure I'm going to mispronounce. But uh, essentially what happened here is she had two holes in her stomach. From the uh, from the surgery, and from the stab wound, from the stab wound, yeah. Uh, these two wounds are resolved. <laughs> the, the first wound was from the knife fight. The second wound is because the surgeon was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> these two wounds are resulted from the single stab wound through the abdominal wall. Oh, so it went in one hole and then made and another then through one. the other. Yeah, like double perforation method. So the two defects were repaired though in uh, two layers. The stomach was empty at the time of surgery, and no gastric contents were seen in the abdomen. Oh. Uh, the condition of the patient improved rapidly following routine po- post-operative care, and she was discharged from home after 10 days. Precisely 278 days later, that's about, around about, what, nine months? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like it. Around about. The patient was admitted again to the hospital, but this time with acute intermittent abdominal pain. Wow. After an examination, they revealed that a uh, pregnancy had occurred with a cephalic fetal presentation. What? <laughs> Once again, a lot of medical jargon in here. Uh, the uterus was contracting. Basically, she's pregnant. The uterus okay. was contracting regularly. Well, she's 15 and she works in a bar. What do they expect? <laughs> and it's in Nebraska. She probably got knocked up. I by, would love to have. She probably got knocked up by a guy named Cletus. I would love to have a girlfriend when I was 15 that worked in a bar. <laughs> no, it would be pretty rad. I would have loved to have a girlfriend when I was 15. Just think of all the stolen booze you'd be drinking. And then obviously that would lead to doing it. Well, I think it's, you know, I, I think on one hand here, you would love to have a girl like this girl that worked at a bar, but you wouldn't want to have a girl like this girl who, when you, fit, when you learn about her anatomy. So the uterus was, was contracting regularly and the fetal heart was hurt. So she was pregnant, but upon inspection of her vulva, she had no vagina. There was no vagina between her legs. Only a shallow skin dimple 
was present below the opening of the uterus, also you called called the urethral medis, and between the labia. So between the, the she had no vagina. It was just nothing. A shallow skin dimple. Huh. So there's just I, like a little <laughs> impressed dimple. I'm picturing, you know, the Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner cartoons where you you think you see a tunnel and you're like running like full running speed forward <laughs> to it, and then you smash, you know, run right. And into then you the start brick seeing wall. stars yeah, and, and uh, little moons and stuff and like that. Tweety birds flying away. Because the Tunnel was not a tunnel at all. It was just painted on facsimile, which this sounds like this chick's vagina. <clears throat> this is definitely not a tunnel of love. In she fact, I don't think there's much very love going on. Bizarre fanny. Yes, a very bizarre fanny, an abnormal fanny. So it was just like there was just a shallow skin dimple, opening of the uterus, and uh, yeah, labia. So just there's no vaginal canal going on in here. But there is labia. So you could get some kind of like a weird labia fucking thing going on. I guess you, you could do to. that, but I mean, what fun is that? Uh, fun enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's got, uh, remember, she's got free beer from the bar job. Being that there was no vagina, it was going to be difficult to deliver the baby, so they did a cesarean well, section. <laughs> yeah, this is an understatement. <laughs> they ended up uh, doing a cesarean section, and uh, they delivered a live male infant. Healthy? A healthy male infant, yep. Um, so after they, uh, they, they closed the wound, everything was taken care of, they interviewed the patient. The patient was well aware of the fact that she had no vagina. Mm-hmm. And uh, she claimed she started oral experiments after disappointing attempts at conventional intercourse. Wow. She's a regular scientist. She was starting the oral experiments. Yeah. <laughs> She's like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> no vagina. <laughs> Just before she was stabbed in the abdomen, she had practiced fellatio. With her new boyfriend. I love how they say hey, practice yeah. fellatio. Yeah, lots of euphemisms going on here. She was, oh, uh, oh, mom, I was just practicing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> she was slobbering on his knob. <laughs> but yeah, so she slobbed that knob, uh, practicing fellatio, doing an oral experimentation here with her new boyfriend and was caught in the act by her current boyfriend. Uh, a fight with knives ensued. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious why the the... Wait a minute. Pra- she's practicing with the new or the old? The new. It's and pretty she obvious. she caught like... with the current. She was caught by the current. So she had the... Well, isn't the current the new? Okay, the current not the current. The, the, old, the, the, former, the, the former, the former boyfriend. Former. Okay, so the current boyfriend. She was practicing with the current boyfriend. Right. And then the former boyfriend walked in he and should have like, perfect. She should have perfected it with the former boyfriend, and then he wouldn't have been so pissed. I think she should stop dating Puerto Ricans, because <laughs> they all have knives. <laughs> Go for Jews. They'd fight with calculators. Uh, You're not going to get hurt. You're determined to kill our Puerto Rican <laughs> demographic, aren't you? I know. I'm just killing them off. I, I apologize for that. Uh, she had been worried about the increase in her abdominal size, but could not believe she she was pregnant um, because she was the only doing oral 15. sex. The high school freshman 15. <laughs> high school freshman 15. <laughs> yep, as soon as they started eating Twinkies and drinking well, regular because soda. because in, in high school they have those vending machines, which they didn't have in, in junior high. Yeah, and uh, you know, and they, they don't develop the best eating habits. And I, I don't think she was from the most healthy of families here. Probably not. Uh, but people suggested around her that she wasn't just fat, she was pregnant. <laughs> and so after Little do um, you know I don't have a vagina <laughs> So that's impossible And after episodes of uh, Lower abdominal pain uh, This proved true And um, eventually She ended up giving birth To the kid Now what's interesting About this Is she didn't think She could get pregnant Just because she was doing Oral experiments She wasn't having Vaginal intercourse Uh huh She Ended up conceiving a child Through oral sex 
That's this crazy. scares me. A throat baby. A throat baby. She mm-hmm. gave birth to a throat baby. I never thought throat babies were real. This scares me. I always thought you could dump loads willy nilly down a girl's throat. Uh-huh. I never, th- I never thought you'd be like, oh my god, you know, she might actually have a throat baby. You know, we're making throat babies here. I never thought yeah. that was that would, you know, I didn't even think that was something that could happen. Only ear hole sex for me from here on out. <laughs> I know. I, th- I think I'm gonna have to like choose a new orifice altogether. I'm surprised they didn't go. Okay, I'm surprised they didn't go for the the for butt sex. Why don't they go the back door route? Uh, girls don't like that. Yeah, but if, uh, if they don't like blowjobs either, but you know, uh, they like anal sex less than that. I think. All I gotta say, Wackily, is the process of elimination down here. She has no vagina. What else are you gonna do? Oral. Oral only. Hand jobs. All right, maybe titty but... fucking. Well, so what's Dry interesting? About, what's what's interesting about <laughs> belly this? button lint exploration <laughs> or something? I don't know. I, well, ran, I ran out of stuff. Armpits. What's fascinating about this? <laughs> Have you ever lubed up a chick's armpit? Um, it depends on how much she weighs. <laughs> Well, uh, if she weighs a lot, that opens up a whole another world of flaps. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know if how you get big a really this big girl one. was. Yeah. So what's interesting about this, an explanation for this pregnancy, is that the sperm gain access to the re- reproductive organs via the injured gastrointestinal tract. Uh, so she had holes in her stomach. The sperm went through the stomach and somehow got into the uterus, survived long enough to uh, find an ovary. Wow. And a fertilizer. That that sperm is like snake pliskin and escape from New York. It's the Kurt Russell of sperm. Yes. <laughs> so there's this like impenetrable fortress slash jail slash city, which is her her uterus, her ovaries, her ovaries in the in the in the tubes. And Snake Pliskin has to go in and find the egg, well, the snake, ova. Snake Pliskin, first of all, had to like crash into her body via the esophagus into the stomach which usually you would die from the acid from the ph of the you know the stomach acid but this is kurt russell we're talking about sperm russell the sperm <laughs> sperm spurt, russell spurt russell <laughs> spurt russell so spurt russell got dived into the stomach acid didn't kill him no and um i mean didn't even, if didn't spurt even russell died him. at that stage it'd be a really short movie managed to swim through the holes in her abdomen. Now, wait a minute. Did he take a hang glider down the throat? I think he took a dick glider. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight dick glider. Dick, uh, glid, dick sure. slid right down there. Yeah. And then through the holes in her abdomen, somehow made it to the fallopian tubes. And, I'm sure uh, he had to fight a couple of white blood cells along the way. What do you think her child is going to look like? Uh, Belial. I, I think it's either going to be... It's not going to look like Kurt Russell. That's I think it's sure. going to be either Belial or, or Carl from Sling Blade. I don't think you're going to have a normal kid here. Do Kurt, Maybe Rain Man. Do maybe Kurt, an autistic child. <laughs> what's what's uh, Goldie's daughter's name? What's her name? Uh, Go, uh, Kate Hudson. That's not Kurt's daughter, right? That's Goldie's daughter from a previous marriage. She did, didn't did come Kurt from and, Kurt's ball milk. Do Kurt and Goldie have any kids? Because I'm just saying maybe that would be a good example of what this Belial baby could possibly look like. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I do recall in the movie Overboard, he had three sons. I think those were acting kids. <laughs> they might have been, but uh, they could have fooled me. They're such good acting. Yeah. I think Kurt, such good acting I think in that Kurt movie. puts down his fist, and he's not going to allow his children to be put into the spotlight, as, as he should. Well, he also I, doesn't Kurt, want... Kurt can do no wrong, in my opinion. Yeah, but he doesn't want uh, Goldie gaining weight. Not looking as... She's not staying gold. Like she should have, have be. You seen her lately? <laughs> <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale, 
you you gotta uh, you gotta be impressed by uh, the fact that the sperm could actually do that. I would be if the I was sperm. Well, we, we've named him the Spurt Russell. That Spurt Russell could do that. I mean, I would be if I was the husband. I mean, I would just be shocked. I'd be stunned. I don't. I don't even know exactly how I'd feel. Proud of Spurt. I guess I'd be proud of my the potency of my Spurt Russells. That the came craftiness. Out. The craftiness the of my Spurt Russell. Yeah. But at the same time, I'd be like, you know what? God hates me because I'm just shooting loads down this girl's throat and I still got her pregnant. I, I, would, I would blame God. I'd be like, I'm not the dad. Yeah. It's God's the dad. <laughs> it's immaculate conception. <laughs> so I gonna, have never been inside her vagina. I'm that, giving is, this, that is Jesus part two. I'm giving this 4.75 for that reason. I'm giving it uh, 4.75 just based on that's like we've never done a story like that before. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a sick and wrong first. So the third story here came courtesy of Fong. Uh, Fong is an Australian guy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed <laughs> that, but okay. No, Fong lives in Australia. He says, hey, guys, I saw a story you might like. It's about a cabinet maker exposing himself to elderly women. It's not as violent or horrific as most of your stories, but I still reckon it's pretty damn sick and wrong. I like the way the article ended, but I'm not sure how penis rings make your schlong bigger. Maybe Lance would be able to explain this. Note to self. Explain <laughs> to Fong how cock rings work. Markley, you got a lot of lessons you need to I, teach after this show. My to-do list is becoming I know. huge. Uh, this is my first submission. I hope it makes it. I listened to a couple of your shows at around episode 170 or 180. Liked it so much, I stopped listening to your new stuff while I spent last year starting from episode one. I'm almost caught up, up to episode 145. So if this story makes your show, I'll find out in a few months. Oh, episode one. Oh, good Such old quality. episode one. <laughs> oh, those golden years. <laughs> Uh, no, these are the golden years. Those were the, uh, whatever, the nubile, fresh-faced years. Yeah, yeah, the halcyon days. The halcyon I think it's sick and wrong. Yes. Uh, postscript here, no one in Australia drinks Fosters, you fucks. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, that's he where you're wrong, he Fong. He hasn't listened, enough, listened to enough of the episodes yet, that's clear. He'll soon learn. Extremely large tradie guilty of indecency. He's been told to destroy his shorts. Tradie is an Australian word for tradesman? Is that word? Yeah, okay. tradie. I kind of like that. Working class hero. Sure. This guy. So this happened in uh, Brisbane. A cabinet maker has been ordered to destroy his skimpy work shorts after exposing himself to eight women while performing renovations on their kitchens. When they say skimpy work shorts, do you think they're, either, they're referring to like a pair of cut-off dickies or jean shorts or something lycra-based? Oh, I'm hoping jean shorts. I'm thinking jean shorts. Yeah. I'm thinking like Daisy Dukes. I think this guy was rocking Daisy Dukes while he was doing no, some work. No, shorter than that. Short? How can you get shorter than Daisy Dukes? It's not, <laughs> it's know, not physically possible. The pockets, you know, the pocket liners are sticking but out. But the pocket under, liners <laughs> sticking out. It's showing. Okay, so when you Basically, get... just the belt loop part is remains. So basically, this guy's whole goal is... I just want to show my balls off. I, I, that's what he's accused of, but I'm not going to jump, to jump to that conclusion right away. I want to hear the story. So Mark Stephen Owen here, 50 years old. He, okay, okay, okay. Stop. <laughs> Dude, no, old we, man I, we, scrotum. No, Scrot. no, 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 no. We make fun of people with two first names. This dude has three first names. Mark Stephen Owen. Yeah, Mark Stephen Owen. Well, can we just call him like Manny Mo and Jack or Huey Louie Dewey or something like that? I mean, you know how they the say fu- never trust a man with two first names? Really never trust a man with three. 
Any man with three first names? Pervert. Um, He pled guilty to 12 counts of performing indecent acts at various Brisbane homes between 99 and 2008. Did he build good cabinets, though? Actually, he did. And I'll get to that in a second. Prosecutor comes at a price. The prosecutor here said Owen wore skimpy shorts or stripped down to his underwear while he worked, allowing what the women described as an extremely large penis to poke out from the fabric. So What's he was just—he was just totally hanging brain outside the edge of his shorts. Well, brain and banana, it sounds like. Well, yeah, he was just okay. I guess he had brain and banana just hanging out. You know, it reminds maybe, maybe me. Maybe the brains were hanging out, but the banana was clearly present beneath the fabric. Well, so what's interesting to me, I think this guy was obviously motivated by his perversion. He's an exhibitionist, but there was a guy that my sister was friends with that they used to call balls. And uh, he was just, this is when she went to, to uh, the, what is that, University of Kalamazoo? Western, or the Western, Western, Univers- Western Michigan University. Western Michigan in Kalamazoo. Right. She went to Western Michigan, and uh, there was a dude that used to come over to their house, always had weed, but he wore really short jean shorts. He either wore really short jean shorts or he had really unusually large balls. But he, low like, hanging, you're saying. Low hanging balls. Right. He didn't wear any underwear. So he would come in and, you know, he'd pack up a bowl. He was kind of a hippie dude. Yeah. Never wore underwear. And you would totally see. I assume see... he's also a no-shoe guy, like either barefoot or sandals. Sandals, yeah. sandals. And I remember, like, the first time I ever met him, they kept referring to him as balls. And I was like, why? And my sister was like, you'll see. You'll see. Balls came over. Uh-huh. And uh, he and sits down. you're still down. wondering, right? Does he juggle? Well, that's what I thought. I is was he... like, you know, maybe he's a does circus he a, performer. Does he have a, an amazing layup? Yeah, maybe he's yeah, or maybe he's a you know good baseball player, a pitcher, or Great something. Great golfer, maybe. Good ball handling ability. Right. Well, as it turned out, he was called balls because one of his balls hung out the side of his jean shorts, and he would sit there, legs splayed open, smoking weed, and completely oblivious to the fact that his testicles were hanging out of his shorts for the world to see. Feels good, man. <laughs> probably wasn't oblivious. But he was everyone's just like. Hell yeah, it's fucking hot. Kalamazoo gets hot in the summer. I, you know, I had to stop. You're smoking I, weed on the I was just chair. staring at disbelief, and I think my sister's like, well, that's kind of how it is in the beginning, but then you get used to balls. Well, his balls. <laughs> it was like balls, balls coming balls. over. So I, I wonder at first, you know. <laughs> I think the key, key <clears throat> phrase there was, <clears throat> he always had weed. I think that's what it was. Yeah. He always had weed, and they, they were willing to take the good with the bad. It's like, okay, you know what? We, can, we get free weed here. But we do have to look at scrotum. Right. I mean, so what if it's Joseph Mangala? He has weed. <laughs> <laughs> but what's so, you know, I was willing to give Mark Stephen Owen here the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he was oblivious to the fact that he was, you know, hanging brain right. out of his shorts because yeah. he had, a, you know, an unduly large member. But I actually think this guy is perverted Cause, because he would also masturbate in front of the women. Oh, um, that's beyond the pale. Age 45 and 83. And rub cream onto his exposed genitals while complaining of a rash. And so these the women hire him to come and make build their cabinets, and he's just jacking it in front of them with with lotion and saying he has a rash. Well, he's rubbing cream. You know, he's like my bollocks are itching. Got to rub a little cream on I that. Guess what, I guess what amazes me is that he did this. Crikey, mul- that itches. <laughs> he did this multiple times before he was, you know, like. Apprehended, and that's the funny why, part. Why, some, why wasn't he apprehended after the first time? Well, the actions made the women feel uncomfortable, but they all allowed him to finish the renovations. 
I mean, it, it he really, obviously, it's hard to find a good cabinet. He maker. obviously was such a, you know, a, a good, an accomplished cabinet maker that they're like, you know what? It's weird that he's rubbing lotion on his balls and his dick's hanging out of his jean shorts, but those are some damn fine cabinets. But I also can, so can we eliminate the possibility that this, these women were sort of, uh, neglected housewives and then this like, you know, Randy, uh, uh, cabinet maker comes over with this huge schlong, and they and maybe they kind of enjoyed it, or maybe that's why they hired him to begin with. Kind of has the makings of an Australian porn. The only problem is the women were between forty five and eighty three. You think women who are forty five aren't still horny? No, they're horny, but I'm just saying it's not a porn that uh, I would want to see. Oh, all right. <laughs> you're not aroused. I'm talking about what what happened. Well, I don't know. For- I'm not yanking it over here. The- Although my ball is out, can you see it? <laughs> <laughs> Foster's Foster's done does tend to make uh, all women seem the same age, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Maybe drink enough of it. Yeah, eighty three. I don't know if she cares to see a man's bat wing. <laughs> <laughs> so only one woman actually reported him to the police, but then more came forward after police made a public appeal. Well, because now they're embarrassed. They probably did. Okay, so the other women probably did like it. But now that this one woman ratted them all out, now they have to say, oh, yes, it was disgusting. When really they were like lining him up for another job like for the next month. You know? And you know they were his, probably – His schedule was booked. They were probably inviting their friends over to see it. It's like you'll never believe. It's seriously the size of a koala. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got a big black nose on it too. <laughs> Looks like a platypus just coming out of that. But anyway, any, he's... any other Australian animals? <laughs> kangaroo's tail looks like a kangaroo's <laughs> tail. Dairy. He was given a nine-month jail term for offenses, but was released immediately on probation for three years. He was also fined a thousand dollars, and this is curious. After pleading guilty to two counts of possessing child abuse computer games. I don't even know how to interpret that. I I don't know what a child abuse computer game is. It sounds fun. You ever play E.T. on the Atari? No, is that... It's the worst game of all time, and it it was a child abuse to have your child play that game. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe that's what it is. E.T. is famous for uh, more copies than were ever sold. They're apparently in a landfill in New Mexico because they just had to get get rid of the cartridges (laughs) because it's so bad. So the judge here ordered Owen's work shorts, which were seized by police... To be destroyed. <laughs> they wouldn't give them back. They wouldn't return the uh, shorts. But so the shorts were booked into the evidence locker for a period of time. You will burn these putrid jean shorts. Yes. You are hereby required to wear jeans no shorter than seven inches from the bottom of your crotch. <laughs> He's got to wear those pleated ones that go down to the knee now. Knickers. Knickers. Not niggers. Knickers. He also refused Owen's request for the return of penis rings he had worn to work to enlarge his genitals. Oh, this is why the, uh, the submitter The guy mentioned in the beginning, how, yeah. How does a penis ring make your cock bigger? So, you know, well, the, I mean, I don't want to explain the way cock rings no, no. work. I'll I think, do that later. I think Offline Young Fong needs Fong. to uh, yeah, have a heart-to-heart here with Wackerly. But I, I find it odd, too, that the dude would just... And this is why he's definitely a pervert. The, the, so he would put multiple cock rings on at once, <laughs> on his genitals, and then throw on the jean shorts? Yeah, do I you don't remember, know. Do you remember we had a, a mutual acquaintance in college that had that weird long ponytail with the not just one hair tie, but multiple hair ties going all the way down? It was kind of a Viking look. I do remember look. that, yeah. That's well, kind of what I'm imagining this guy's cock looked like. Did we call him balls? 
No, Spong. Oh, yeah. Not Spong. <laughs> Spong. He might even be listening. Hey, what's I, up, dude? I hope he does. <laughs> I hope he does listen. Uh, so on the sick and wrong star scale, I mean, he didn't injure any of these old ladies. I'm sure he probably uh, provided more sexual satisfaction than they've had in like 20 years. Yeah. I'm surprised some of their, you know, raging Australian husbands didn't beat the shit out of this guy. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, like Russell Crowe. Yeah, like I'm surprised of Russell Crowe, which most Australian husbands are like Russell Crowe. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't come back and uh, beat the crap out of this dude. Yeah, Oi, mate. <laughs> what are your balls hanging at? <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale, I mean, these are all old ladies. You know, they've obviously seen male members before. I mean, they could have been Not two star. Only one came forward. Only one was some shocked. Of, some of them might have been old maids. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm going to give this a 3.5. Uh, no, I give it a four, at least, yeah. I'm giving it a 3.5. I think these women enjoyed it more than they're letting on. Yeah, I'm just imagining his balls hanging out and those horrible gene charts. Yeah, that bat wing's disgusting. I'm going to up it to 3.75. What are, what are the other ones from that movie? Wait, <laughs> the cheeseburger or something like that? Or something other? Well, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. People, go vote. Episode uh, 212 here, com. Awackily, oh, we're uh, at towards the end of the show here, and uh, we got a few phone calls to Sick and Wrong Drunk Dial Line, 206-666-3846 is the number, and a couple emails I want to get to at sickandwrongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. Uh, before we get to the phone calls, how about a word from adamandeve.com? Hey, Sick and Wrong listeners, this is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls! So Trucker Paul, I don't think, has the best voice for selling dildos. Might be me, but I just, I don't know. Does it make you want to go out right now and go buy a pocket pussy? Yeah. <laughs> Is that wrong? I love the sound of it Trucker... It doesn't make you wet? The sound of Trucker Paul's voice just puts wackily right into boner country. I'm entering Boner Town. I'm on a convoy to Bonerville. <laughs> breaker, breaker, one nine. So, um, where's the pussy at? So, people, uh, go to uh, adamandeve.com right now because it's the Valentine's Day promotion. You do get 50% off any item, but you get a free romance kit. So, go get your free romance kit. Make sure you use Diddle um, upon checkout as the offer code D I D D L E. Adamandeve.com. Well, actually, we've got a bunch of phone calls to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. Uh, let's get to call number one. D and Lance, gather here. Hey, I'm glad uh, you like my Battlestar Galactica wallet, Lance. Awesome. But D, did you not look in the Torah? Wait, wait, what did you, this guy, first of all, has the thickest Australian accent of anyone who's ever called this show. Uh, greatest Australian accent, you mean? I mean, seriously, he sounds like Steve Irwin. <laughs> Is this the ghost of Steve Irwin? He's more Australian than Steve Irwin. Well, you know, we've had Australian guys in the past. Capretta's called the show before. 
But this guy sounds infinitely more Australian. Yeah. Capretta sounds like he's from like Omaha, Nebraska, compared to this guy. <laughs> yeah, no, this guy, like seriously, I can picture him in my mind right now wearing like a, a crocodile tooth hat, <laughs> drinking a Foster's. I imagine him riding across the desert in a Mad Max car. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you say? Did did I look in the Torah? He said, "Did you look in the Torah?" I didn't look. The, in the Torah, Torah book that he that he sent last week. Yeah, it's quite. I mean, well. It, let me go. Hold on a second. I'll go grab it. Obviously, my gift was much better than yours. No, I mean, okay. I've seen Torahs. I don't. I, of course. I mean, what? What? Okay, we'll play this. What did he say? Look in the Torah. Mate, I hollowed it out. I put a put a bloody gift in there for you. You better not chuck it out. Find <laughs> it. Take a look at it. All right. It's hollow inside. Okay. See ya. It's hot out. He did, dude. He cut into the book of Exodus here. Yeah, that's and blasphemy. Inserted a uh, DVD of two girls, one cup, and one guy, one cup. And Is that really he, Exodus? That's the middle. It's Exodus right here. And what, then, what the hell's wrong with the Torah? Exodus is supposed to be the end. There's only five books, goddammit. Well, what happens after that? Leviticus, which he also <laughs> cut in and put tranny porn in. I don't, so, I know um, nothing about Leviticus. Yeah, you know what's funny? If he never said this, I probably would never have opened this this uh, this this book. You might have given it to your papa. I might have given it to my papa, or I might have died like you know, uh, autoerotically asphyxiating myself while masturbating, uh-huh. and then my dad would have been like, "Oh, you know, my boy." My young boy has got the Torah right here. Open it up. Young boy. My late 30s boy. My my late 30s boy. And what tranny born in the book of Leviticus? (laughs) He's disowned, you blasphemer. God, I had no idea. I'm just going to take this from a private collection. And I love how Gaza did write tranny porn on the DVD. <laughs> I mean, you could have just put it in the DVD player and figured it out. But. Yeah, but... Uh, now, uh, we'll be watching that after the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, well, thank you, uh, Gaza. Now I appreciate the Torah, the hollowed-out Torah, all that much more. <laughs> I wonder what he did with the DVD-shaped pieces that he cut out. I wonder, did he cut it garbage? out with a big Bowie knife? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Obviously. Thank you, Gaza, again for that. What's that call number two? Next. Lance, it's Ash, uh, your Olive Garden server. Uh, and uh, anyway, I was listening to the. Ash has been working at the Olive Garden for quite some time. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about this guy is that uh, I think they, has it been the entire time that the show's been on? He's been at Olive Garden. I kind of remember. I thought he had a different job, like private. I do detective seem to remember him saying, "I'm gonna get a job at the Olive Garden," or "Tonight's my first night." But that was Olive a few Garden. years but ago. But it was still now. at least three. Yeah, at least three years ago. Of maybe uh, he's management now. Yeah, maybe, maybe he is. Someday maybe he'll own his own Olive Garden. One day, he'll take over that franchise. All the olives he can eat. <laughs> Garden of plenty. Endless salad is mine. Latest show, uh, and listening to the call section, and I heard a guy uh, call himself Slim Jeezy from St. Louis call up and talk about Meow Meow and being a total loser. And then he went on to say that he was his favorite and Lance was, you know, not, and that Lance wasn't cool or whatever, and I just really take umbrage with that. Uh, umbrage is taken in my favor. <laughs> do, do you think most Olive Garden employees use that word? I think they take umbrage at the customers all the time, every day, like, and... 
dropped her pubes into the free salad. Yeah, I take umbrage at the number of bread baskets and breadsticks that man has ordered. Yeah, do they make those breadsticks on site? Eh, that's a tangent. Yeah, I gotta say one thing: those breadsticks are delicious. It's pretty good. Carbs. Yeah, they're pretty damn pure, fine. pure carbs. And you might well butter. Just, you might as well just coated in butter. Yeah, you might as well just pour a bag of sugar and fat down your throat. Yeah, you could just eat a chunk of lard, and it's the same thing. Badass of the show, and it's true. Me, uh, I love you. I couldn't agree more. Forever, be kind of a bonehead, and I know it's gonna sound. <laughs> uh, I take umbrage at that. Being called a bonehead. Bonehead. I'm sure he means it with a fact sheet. He does. I can tell. A guy who waits tables at a fake ass Italian restaurant. But anyway, um, you know, and then Slim Jeezy said that he was a hardcore motherfucker, and the only thing. I can think of Slim Jeezy being hardcore about is he's a hardcore welfare recipient from St. Louis because that's the only kind of people that come from St. Louis. So anyway, I've had my piece, Lance, you fucking rule. D, there will always be a special place in my anus for you. Oh. And that's really gay. Sounded kind of gay. Know, but whatever. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Later. Dude, he sounds like he wants to do some broke back Olive Garden with me. So not down. With that? <laughs> I'm so not down, dude. I'm so not eating Ash's breadsticks. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, but dude, if you hook up with Ash, you can get all the free breadsticks you want and all the free bottomless salads. Once again, I don't want his bottom salad <laughs> or his breadsticks, for that matter. But the, but the, I fooled you because everybody gets the free breadsticks, bitch. <laughs> That's how Ash pulls all that pussy. He fools them into thinking that he's the source of the free breadsticks. But everybody gets that shit. Now, first of I all... I hope none of Ash's bitches are listening. Now, first of all, not that I really care what an olive worker, olive garden worker <laughs> has to say about me one way or an another. But But one thing, um, one thing I do find funny and pointless is why people feel the need to point out and call this show and say who they like better. Because if you think about contest. it, it's two parts of, a, of the same whole, though. No, it's a competition. <laughs> for, for what? It's like Survivor. Who's One going to eliminate days. you? Are <laughs> you going to host a show by yourself? The 400th episode, one of us gets thrown out this window. <laughs> and then who's going to step in? Nobody. It'll be over. That's why it's the 400th. And I'll be standing atop this, the microphones. The oh, champion! Dude, you'll so get tossed. We'll see. All I got to say, it's two parts of the same hole, and it doesn't really matter who you like better, <laughs> because we both do the same show. D, once again, you don't know. You know we do the voting every week on the website? Have you been tallying it up? <laughs> You've been tallying up the no, secret no. votes. Just don't don't dis- derail me. On the 399th episode, the vote is going to be who goes out the window, D or Lance. Oh, and then, then it will decide. Right, but people will get confused. And they'll that be will like, be the I end of the D, show. And they'll click D, and they really mean that they want Lance thrown out the window, and it's going to be all fucked up. You're not going to have to an... do a 401st episode because we're going to be. No, it was apparent that the voting was fucked. Let's just do some over the top arm wrestling to decide. Um, but really, really drunk. I've really been grooming the voters, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there's just plenty of time to decide that. You but know, it is like Survivor. I think one of these it days, matters. though, I think we both should just, like, randomly pop up in Ash's Olive Garden. 
Like, we'll track him down by his area code. The actual restaurant? That's not a euphemism, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the actual restaurant. Okay, sure. But, like, we'll track him down by his area code. One he day he'll in come Atlanta in. or something? You know, I don't know. Somewhere. Somewhere. I thought it was Midwestern. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll just kind we'll of randomly show up. we tattoos. What does he have? Uh, Olive Garden tattoos? No, he has some tattoos that he, we've seen pictures of. In the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about All that. Right. All right, so what's uh, call number three? Go, sick and wrong, what the fuck's up? Uh, this is Jabeco on the forums. Got a quick story for you. I, uh, I work in a, in a uh, chemotherapy uh, pharmacy. We mix chemotherapy. I had a coworker uh, sometime back spill an entire vial of uh, extremely cytotoxic substance on their hand. And uh, about two days later, came to work and the skin was was uh, was basically falling off of the hand. So is this the chemical they bump into you for chemo, or, or they dilute it down and mix it with other chemicals? I think this is the chemical that was like in the Ark in Raiders of the Lost Ark that mm-hmm. made everyone's face melt. The face melting shit. Is, is that, I mean, something happened here. Skin was melting off her hands. Do they really put this in people's bodies? Like I said, I think they dilute it. No wonder you it. lose your fucking hair. <laughs> it's burnt off from the insides. Uh, big boils, and uh, eventually uh, had to get two fingers amputated, and the hand is now permanently deformed. Needless to say, she no longer works here. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Anyway, I thought that was pretty sick and wrong. Uh, maybe I can be the official sick and wrong chemotherapy maker. Talk to you later. Bye. It's hmm. a dubious title because is it? Is that the? Do you think that's the proper? term for that chemotherapy elf <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is uh, the official sick and wrong chemotherapy elf <laughs> but at the same time like what a horror i mean so the girl's deformed by her accident right and uh, here they go they just fire her just like that i mean shouldn't her shouldn't her manager have told her that she wasn't using proper safety procedures or uh but it sounds like with like, this uh, corrosive wow, oh, sorry about the hand and that's really disgusting you're fired but it sounds like with this idiot. corrosive substance says. though i mean even if you did have like gloves on or something it would still like eat through to your hand oh there's always a pair of gloves that will block it yeah maybe so they make them out of uh whale foreskins all right here's an interesting question wackily okay. let's say this is your girlfriend yeah now she had boils all over her hand missing two fingers would you break up with her? The boils go away. Okay, but the two fingers will never return. How hot is she um, if I put a glove on her? I don't know. Uh, she's about as hot as Nicole Kidman. I don't like that now. She would be dumped already. She's freakish looking. With that okay. plastic surgery and that huge head, huge forehead. All right, what if she looked like Christina Ricci? <laughs> Once again, huge forehead. <laughs> You know what I've been into lately? Here, I'll give you. I'll help you. Beyonce, Helen Mirren. Shut up, really? Yeah. God, dude, Helen she's got to be over forty. She's like snapping, snapping turtle. Yes, but Helen Mirren has done many a nude scene throughout her career. I don't know if you've googled it, but uh, it's quite eye-opening. Okay, I and can if understand. Helen Mirren had a hook, I would still keep dating her and kiss her feet even now. Yeah, sure. All right, so if okay, so if Helen Mirren had, I'm just yeah, I'm talking not, about. I'm not a big hand person. I don't really care. But you could hand? still let's okay. Let's say your girlfriend was about an eight. 
out of ten. That's high. Really, That's no, high. Was, what do you think I am? She was I'm like a four. I know, but she was super attractive, <laughs> an attractive know. girl. Fuck and you. And then she had like this de- deformed claw hand. I don't care. You would totally be cool with that. Yeah, with the claw totally. hand. Well, are we talking about like shriveled little vestigial arm? I'm talking like a Tyrannosaurus Rex arm. No, I don't arm, like just that. Like, Although if it was all the way amputated. But if it was all the way amputated, I'd be fine with that. You'd have you ever seen that movie Ro- Romeo is Bleeding? Dude, it would bother me Did you me ever during... see Romeo is Bleeding? I never saw Romeo is Bleeding. Um, I think that's what it was called. <laughs> There's a scene at the end. Uh, it's the same actress who was in uh, The Unbearable Lightness of Being. And she says, she's getting it on with somebody. And I think the, the actor was famous, but I can't remember what it was. And she says, on. And she's Russian. And she goes, on or off. And he's like, off. And I do takes remember off that. She takes off the prosthetic arm. she's got arm. these awesome titties. And I they did fucking see that do movie. It. It's hot. I don't know, dude. I'm not into amputee sex. I'm not into girls missing fingers. I'm sorry. The vestigial limb turns me off, but mostly everything else I'm fine with. All right. Well, I, I'm, I, I still, though, if uh, if I work somewhere, I wouldn't expect her to be fired. I mean, she lost two fingers. She fucked up. She's a stupid bitch. She didn't follow proper procedure. <laughs> she didn't have her PPE on, her personal protective equipment. <laughs> She definitely was lacking I've that. I've worked in these places with these chemicals. you got to be safe. Well, thank you, uh, Chemotherapy Elf, for uh, calling that in. Uh, people, you can call the Sigarong Hotline at 206-666-3846. We always do love to hear what you have to say. Um, you can also email us at sigarongpodcast at hotmail.com. Well, actually, we've got a couple emails here. Great. Uh, one from James over in the Mideast. He writes, hey, Dean Lance, thanks for uh, posting my story of an eye for an eye on podcast uh, 207. I like James. <clears throat> I like that guy, too. He's, He's living in no man's land. In Qatar. Yeah. He says, to answer your question in that podcast, there is only one liquor store in the entire country, mm-hmm. and you need to have a license to buy. Depending on your salary, they limit the amount you're allowed to purchase each month. So if you so much as give it away as a gift, sell it, or otherwise consume it outside of your residence, you have the possibility of being jailed, then deported. Uh, Parenthetically, if you're wondering why the fuck I would stay in this country, is basically the money's good and the few women that are here are horny as hell. And that's what I think is the point that we raised. Was uh, how many hot attractive women but uh, attainable women are available in like an arab country like that are are these other western women or are these arab women i'm thinking from uh, the rest of his email that he's referring to western women okay. but he says short fact for the both of you there's a stereotypical vision of arab women as hairy smelly beasts underneath that burqa Probably. We've never promoted that stereotype here on the show I that I can so. recall. I mean, we're, we're typically like, um, you know, very uh, uh, equal. Even-handed. Yeah, even-ended. And uh, yeah, I mean, we never really promote one stereotype over another. Here I think, on, I'm just but... speaking from my personal perspective. If I was going to wear head-to-toe garb, I mean, I wouldn't shave. I would probably rarely bathe. And dude, um, it's like 100 degrees out there in the desert. Yeah, my ball hair would be hanging to my knees. Well, he does bring up a point. In fact, it's quite the opposite over there. The Qatari women live quite well with days pampering themselves, getting waxed, and in fact, no hair anywhere on their bodies. In the Quran, it's stated that Muslim women should remove all body hair from the underarm and pubic regions. Really? Yeah. So So they were doing Brazilians back in the time of of the Quran. 
Yeah, completely. They're completely clean shaven. I had no idea. Why do idea. they call them Brazilians? They should call them, you know, Mohammedans. Yeah, or Islamic wax. <laughs> you know, I'll take the do Islamic they use wax shave. Or do they actually shave it. I don't know. It sounds like they uh, must shave the uh, or no, getting waxed. He says getting waxed the whole time. So. I'm titillated. I'll get an, I'll get the Islamic. Now Islamic I'm t- now style. Now I'm titillated by this whole burka thing. He says more about that later. If I can get a pic, I'll post it on your form, but I'm not promising anything as I have yet to get an actual Qatari in the sack. What the fuck? So how does he know? He know? Yeah, exactly. How does he know if uh, they're completely clean shaven under that burqa? He had me going, but now he's just talking about, you know, the guy talk around the hookah bar. I don't know. And I've seen a lot of Arab women with like more mustache hair than I have. At this point of doing the show... I'd be happy if there was a mustache and she had an intact nose. What if her hand was deformed? I don't care about that. <laughs> Facial deformities are another thing. I don't want somebody who's been sort of like Acid in, a, face. In, a, in an honor scarring or something. Yeah. You know? He writes, keep it sick and suck the sand off my balls. Later, James. I know they can't take the burka off, but can you get like right up close to that and like sort of try and look in the eye hole and get like, you know. Like, look down at the face. I don't, sort know, of thing. I don't know if you can... I mean, how can you really tell? And plus, the burkas are dark, so how can you really tell even the girl's shape? I don't... It's, wind. It's, wind. Wind. I bet you that's what Take it is. Take her out on a that's, windy that's a windy sand dune and watch how the sort of fabric billows around her body. And then you're if able to no tell If there's no billowing at all, if it just sort of stays in the same position, run. <laughs> <laughs> Get on your camel and ride like the wind. So we got another email here from uh, SC Hydra. Uh, he writes, hey, guys, I love the show. Thanks for continuing excellence being funny. That didn't really make sense no. grammatically. but uh, So I'm from Alaska. All right, well, that makes sense. <laughs> and lots of sick and wrong shit happens there. That's true. But the most obvious and hilarious stuff is at the tourist shops in Alaska. Among many Native American artsy-fartsy shit, there are usik carvings. And Usyk utensils that can be purchased. The Usyk being, of course, the bone in the walrus's penis. <laughs> no other animal has a bone in their penis, which is cool. But I'm sure that this is a sure way to get back at Whitey. It's cool that other animals don't have a bone, or it's cool... I, I assume he's saying that it's cool that a walrus does have a bone, because that's pretty cool. I find this sentence confounding. He says, oh. no other animal you has a get, bone in their penis, of, yeah, right. which is cool. So I think he's saying it's cool that walruses have a bone in their penis, and yeah. other animals don't. Right, that's the only way it makes I sense. I don't understand how it's a way that walruses have a bone in their penis that it gets back at Whitey. Uh, no, here, let me interpret. Okay. You really have to sort of just get to like his, you know his meaning, the, the feelings behind the words. He's saying he's probably a native, right? And he's saying that uh, we sell things to Whitey that comes up here, and they think, "Ooh, it's a, it's a, just just really uh, authentic utensil, Indian yeah. utensil, like a fork." And I'm going to put this in my mouth or something, or I'm going to put it on my desk. Like, have I ever told you when I went to Alaska, I got this really neato thing, this little neato tchotchke souvenir. And really, it's walrus cock. It's a walrus cock. And uh, the natives are just laughing their asses off because this dude paid like $40 for it. Yeah, and then he's just It's a piece of walrus walrus cock. He says, thanks again for the great show. And if you want to hear more sick and wrong shit from Alaska, I'll send more if you mention my email in the show. That's a little extortion going on here. Sorry, my dad knows more being a huge pothead in Alaska in his early 20s. 
Love the show. SC Hydra. Okay. How old I'm, is SC Hydra? <laughs> I don't know. Like five? <laughs> you know what I think he there meant by this? There must be some misinterpretation. This is what I think he means. My dad was a pothead when he was in his early uh, 20s. Yes, right. So he knows more stories from being around like Alaska in the 70s yeah. or whatever. I hope he's not in his early 20s and uh, SC Hydra is like eight. Well, he wouldn't be able show. to write an email. Well, I think your interpretation is correct. Yeah, that's probably how, what happened. How good is the pod in Alaska? Because the growing season has to be pretty short. I guess you could have to do the whole indoor hydroponic. Dude, thing. Northern Lights. It's from Alaska. Yeah. Did they grow it inside or outside? I think it's inside. I think it's probably. inside growing weed. I thought I saw something on your Facebook page about the pink awning paralyzed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We had a uh, pink awning fan who uh, <laughs> wrote into the show. That's, that was some damn good marijuana. You know, I'm wondering if, uh, if you enjoy being paralyzed. I'm wondering, like, so they carve stuff out of walrus penis. Yeah. God, I mean, it's. I wonder how big is the walrus penis? Those are big creatures. It must be a pretty. You've never seen one. It's seriously. I've never seen a walrus. It's penis. like five feet long. Uh, the walrus penis is five feet long. The walrus is maybe like twelve feet long, like a full grown one, and the penis is it's it's enormous. It's like five feet long, maybe four, three. I, it's just it's huge. You know, SC Hydra, I think you should steal a walrus penis from one of these tourist stores and send it in here to Sick and Wrong. I I can't disagree with that. Yeah, I I, I think it'd be kind of cool. I, I, I beg to differ with you. I think it's probably like maybe a foot long. I don't think walruses are hung. No, like, it's bigger than that. I don't think and walruses I wonder, are hung I, like Mr. I, I wonder, are hung. I wonder what aren't. walrus penis tastes like. Okay? <laughs> there, I said it. Send it in. I'll lick it and tell you guys. A wackily catchphrase. <laughs> well, thank you, Hydra, for sending that in. People can email Sickerong at sickerongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. Also, uh, make sure you join up with the Sick and Wrong forum. A lot of action going on that forum. Right now, there's over 4,200 people on there. We get new posts every day, new people signing up every day. And one thing I want to mention is you don't have to show your tits when you're on that forum. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people oh. get scared off by that. Yeah. You know, it's like when someone on the internet intimidates you and forces you to do something against your will, uh-huh. remember, you're on the internet, and that per- person can't hurt you. Because <laughs> that person isn't Chuck Norris or Snake Plissken or, you know, on the other end. One guy can hurt you on the internet. It's a big fat guy eating Taco Bell. No, that to catch a predator guy, he can hurt you on the internet. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that guy can hurt you. On <laughs> Don't the fuck with that dude. If that guy says show me your tits, you show the tits to that guy. <laughs> or if you think the girl you're asking to show her tits, maybe she is that guy. Also, back away. Well, from that's the what amazes me is like you know it's sick and wrong. We we don't just say the form is for people that are 18 and above. We just say the form's open to anybody, and it doesn't matter who signs up. It's show me your tits automatically. Oh <sighs> well, yeah. Are you saying it's gotten a little bit uh, too Wild West over there? Is that what you're saying? No, it never can get too Wild West. All I'm saying is watch out for the To Catch a Predator guy. If he's on the sick and wrong form, don't show your tits. What's his name? Chris something? Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Ruins all my fun. But go check out the sick and wrong form. You can link to it right off our main page, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Also, uh, make sure you subscribe to Sick and Wrong on iTunes. It's the best way to listen to the show. It's a great way to give us uh, our much-needed exposure. We actually rose up the ranks this week, I noticed. We're beating the Christian comedy podcast. We go up and down, it seems like. 
It's arbitrary. I yeah. don't think it, you know, it's really, I don't think it's based on, I always used to think Steve Jobs hated us, but I don't even think Steve Jobs even knows about us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, he might, if you spread the sickness, word of mouth, iTunes, best way to promote the show. He won't be able to ignore us any longer. Maybe we should send him a t-shirt. Might be a good way. Uh-huh. It'd be kind of cool to have Steve Jobs the Sick and Wrong Army, even though he's kind of a puffer. What size does Steve Jobs wear? Uh, liver cancer patient? <laughs> I think he wears cancer size. Extra small. <laughs> it's a youth large. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he wears. He's so thin. People join the Sick and Wrong Army. Um, actually, he only wears uh, turtlenecks. We'd have to get him a Sick and Wrong turtleneck. I think for Steve Jobs, we could have a special print. Sick and Wrong turtle. All right, maybe. Maybe. Specifically tailored to his weird, thin proportions. <laughs> he's got a shape like the Grinch. You ever notice that? Yeah, with the big belly. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a, well, he's got, no, he's got like kind of just this weird, like, sort of Grinch pear, pear shape. Pear shape. That's kind of what he reminds me of. Not colored, though. The Grinch no. is pear colored. Well, he's kind of pear colored. More jaundice colored <laughs> than his bad liver. So people We're go- never going to be promoted <laughs> in iTunes again. Steve Jobs this. is about to can us. He's going to cancel our show from he's iTunes. He's going to walk in the door and be like, you're done. He's going to walk over, sneeze on you. You're going to get cancer. He's going to smash you in the head with an iPad. Um, buy a Sick and Wrong t-shirt. Join the Sick and Wrong Army. Sick and Wrong store right on the main page. SickandWrongPodcast.com is the best way to support the show. You can help us keep going throughout 2010 by buying Sick and Wrong apparel. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Um, a few people actually sent this band to me. Uh, they posted on my Facebook and I, I, I posted on my Facebook. People sent to me via Facebook, and I posted on my Facebook. They're an Afrikaner gangster rap band called The Antwoord. Is the answer in Afrikaans. Have you, did you check out that band? I think I posted it on my Facebook. I don't know what anything you just said meant. <laughs> well, so it's South African gangster rap. Remember we did a story? White, white South African. White guys, yeah, Afrikaners. Afrikaners. Afrikaner gangster okay. rap. They don't have the gold teeth? No, these guys do have the gold teeth. The replacement teeth that got yeah, knocked out. Yeah, where they rip out and put in the gold teeth. These are the, right, that, the that, that type of people. Clearer. Yeah, okay. And so there's a whole scene right now. Of this Afrikaner gangster rap is going in, it's going on in Cape Town yeah. in South Africa. So the shitty American hip hop hip hop hip hop culture has been co opted yeah. by the Afrikaners now. Okay. But it's pretty big in Cape in uh, Cape Town. But this band is bizarre. I thought actually initially seeing uh, one of the video that was sent to me, I thought it was a joke. Because there's like this girl that looks like she's like the kid from Gummo. She looks like some kind of fetal alcohol syndrome kid. This little blonde girl. Faz baby, yeah. Faz baby. Then there's a guy that's like really thin. And he's got this kind of crazy sort of buzz cut haircut going on. A big fat DJ. And then a progeria kid that's also a DJ. (laughs) An actual progeria? An actual progeria. Looks just like that uh, Sim Fuckus kid that was all over the internet a few months back. This kid looks just like him. He's a DJ. Yeah, all progeria kids look exactly alike. So I'm. It's like dot like Labrador retrievers. But you know how like you can't tell one from the other. Yeah, I know. I mean, they all look like they're like eighty, like eighty year old men, but they're really only nine. Yeah. But you know what's funny about it? It's like with the internet, it just made us all like question everything we see. So it's like you saw the I see I see this video and I'm thinking, who has a progerian kid in their band? This is such a joke. This is fake. Well, I thought it was, but there's a you know this guy posted a link to the album on the forum. Uh, His name is. Come on now, seriously. And so there's a, there, I posted a D Ant word thread in the forum, and this guy actually posted a link to the whole album. You can download yeah. the whole album. So I checked it out, and uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's an actual band. 
And they're kind of cool. So the song that we're going to play here, we're going to end the show is Enter the Ninja by DeAntford. And uh, that, that's going to be the sick and wrong song of the week. Thank you. Uh, come on now, seriously, for uh, posting it. Yeah, people, if you want to go check out the album, we have it on our forum. I wish we had a progerian friend. I would love to have a progerian, like, just on the show. Every time. They have a great voice. They have these, like, high squeaky voices. And good They pers- sound like, they kind of look like cute little birds to me. Well, they also have good perspective on life because it's so short for them. Exactly. You know, they're cynical. Yeah. But in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to end the show here with Enter the Ninja by DeAnford. We'll be back next week with episode uh, 213. Until then, take a sleep. I am your butterfly. I need your protection. Be my samurai. I am your butterfly. I need your protection. Need your protection. I'm a ninja. Yo, my life is like a video game. My main thing when I'm in the... Zone. One player, one life in the mark, I'm with a dog Go ninja, go! No fucking it down, I'm cutting down anyone on my parts Trying to fuck up my game with razor sharp, political throw stars Get my flows on, horse Ah, wow, out of control, ninja scope will fuck the roof Dow, rough rounds, the tough times, red book, of course Scrawl, till I hit triple seven at the ATM Straight famine of feast, when you're living on the razor edge Stay sharp, sharp, rolling with the S-O-S Hard energy, you never seen Zeph so fresh Oh, when we mark, check hard, death flows flex Yo, we off the must up, not fucking the press We not like the rest, my style is UFO Totally unknown, you can't fuck with my new Zeph flow I'm hard to miss, you go to this, you go to that, you fucking who said so I do it a lot, too hot to handle, too cold to hold, you can't fuck with the chosen one I, 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 I want to knock you, I'm a ninja With amazing ease This is not a game, boy Don't play with me I work more mark Saber like a wild Fucking savage From the dark side Danger Yin to the yang Totally hot deck ninjas Motherfucking big in Japan I seen the future But I never got nothing in my hand Except a microphone Big dreams and a plan Fly talking Skywalking Like a ninja song I ever heard in my whole life. Fuck all of you said I wouldn't make it. They said I was a loser. They said I was a no one. They said I was a fucking psycho. But look at me now, all up in the interweb. Worldwide, 2009, Futurester, Enter the Ninja. 
Yo, Landy Fusser. DJ Hot Deck. Die fucking Artwood. Das ist mein Name. I'm a ninja. Yo, I'm a ninja. I'm just calling to tell you that I'm super fucking stoned and jacking off to the internet's greatest gift, pornography. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, love the show. <laughs>